Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What is happening? Corey Joseph, LG device champion extraordinaire. What is happening? Hey, this is Corey Joseph, and you listen to the Mobile Syrup Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Syrupcast. This is Ian Hardy. I'm joined with Igor. Igor, how are you? I'm good, sir. Good to be back. Rose. Hello, how are you? Corey Joseph. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Patrick is coming back from San Francisco and another whirlwind trip. So on the Syrupcast, we talk about everything mobile-related in Canada, smartphones, tablets, wearables, automotive, um, bots, and this week... We're going to dive right into the G5. It became available today, which is Friday for those listening on another day. It's Friday the 8th of April. And this is one of the first mass-produced modular smartphones available in the world. Available in Canada across several carriers. Thoughts on this? I know we did a review. It was a kind of a roller coaster of a, of a review, mm-hmm. but most people around the tech community felt similar to how we felt. You both have held the device. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, it didn't feel great in the hand. Uh, I was not overall super impressed. I think the camera has some really cool aspects to it including the fact that there's two back cameras so that it's got the super wide angle option, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting and makes it more lifelike when you take photos. But uh, I was doing a lot of low light photo taking yesterday and it was very grainy. At the event inside, right? That's right. Yeah. So so for the LG event, for those who are listening, LG had a, had a a launch event yesterday in Toronto. um, And it was called the playground. Come play with us. It was really, really well done. There was slides and Lego and um, uh, candy, pit, bar. candy bar section, uh, a little bocce ball place, I believe, um, dartboard, spin spin the wheel, win some prizes. And it was really dark. So yeah. you took some pictures and you were impressed or you were not impressed? Uh, I was not impressed by the low light performance. I did think it was neat for taking selfies. And they have this kind of cool option where you can take a a picture with all three screens at the same time. So front facing, back facing, and then the second back camera at the same time. So that's kind of cool. What's the benefit of that, though? Uh, there's just, yeah, it, it, there's no real practical benefit, I don't think. So um, it's just a cool thing to share with yeah, your friends. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't no, there was an app though, right? Uh, it's uh, it's built within LG's camera app, right? It's one of the gimmicks. Uh, just one of the points of differentiation is that it can take this. I, I think the what they were imagining with it is that 
you'll create collages on Instagram using this feature, right? Mm -hmm. Where you can show your friends how you were at that exact moment, your face at that moment, uh, what it looks like with the standard camera and then what it looks like with the wide angle camera. Right. Uh, and then you post it on Instagram and it's a ready-made collage instead of you using like the layout app on ins with Instagram uh, to create collages. So I think that's really what they were going with that specific feature. And to be fair, Jessica, our friend from BetaKit was really into it and beforehand had not been into the LG G5 and then saw those cool camera features and was like, oh, I actually really want this phone. I like this phone. Yeah, she had a great, it seemed a great time with okay. it on Snapchat, just using it to send a bunch of snaps uh, to myself and her other friends. So isn't that interesting? Maybe, maybe the tech community is really hard on this device, but every day... Yeah. Everyday Canadians would say this is a really cool device. It's cool, yeah. Like it takes good pictures. It's got this. It's got a nice looking design. It's got a curved yes. screen. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about that? Is think think people think the device the G the G three to the G four was a big step, especially with the leather back yeah. buttons on the back. Do you think this is yeah. a massive step forward where people are, would be confused? Everyday people. Yeah. You think they would be confused with why do I need to take the battery out like that? Um, I think, you know, the, what I'd say to most people is wait for the G6, right? Like it's, I never want to recommend a device on future potential uh, because there are so many other devices, specifically in this case, the if you really want to skin the Android phone, get the S7, right? Like it delivers, all the potential is right there. You're not waiting for, to see whether Samsung gets his stuff together with these modular devices. There are no modular accessories with the S7. It is just a great phone out of the box. With the G5, you're gonna to have to see whether LG gets something together, right? Uh, whether it convinces accessory manufacturers to start making third-party modular accessories. Right. Yeah. Whether any of these accessories make sense. Like in our review, you know, I thought the the camera module, it was great on paper and I thought it was such a great idea when it was shown to me at Mobile World Congress for the stream, right? But then I got to actually use it and it was so disappointing because it just didn't do enough different. Like it was basically a dedicated shutter button with a camera or with an additional battery, right? Mm -hmm. But you can within LG's camera software, you can set the volume rocker to be the shutter button, right? There is no need for this to spend $100 to get this extra module, right? So, so much of the G5 doesn't make any sense to me currently, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think when there's so many phones that are like the S7, which are already great, like I think there are way better options, especially in this economy where, you know, for most people, it doesn't make sense to spend a lot of money on if they're on a phone. So if you're gonna spend the amount that it takes to get either the G5 or the S7, get the phone that's amazing right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but like, and I agree, but having yeah. said that, like, yeah, I am being hard on it. Like mm -hmm. when I was playing with it, I was like, this would be a phone that I would be okay having. Like it's not, sure. it's, the, it doesn't knock it out of the park, but it's really like the screen's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, it's got a, a really pretty good camera, not the best camera, but it's got a, mm. a pretty good one. Like it is, I think you're right, Ian, that like it's a bit of like, you know, tech snobbiness a little bit to be mm -hmm. like, ah, it's so terrible. Because 
yeah, it's it's actually pretty decent. It's it's, it's interesting. My my wife, she has an iPhone. She just got an iPhone six S, mm-hmm. um, and before that, she was on BlackBerry, and she didn't want to move away from BlackBerry. Like every every person who I know doesn't want to move away from BlackBerry because yeah. they're familiar with it, um, and to go from a keyboard, which she I don't even know what she had anymore. Uh, like a, a bolt, like a bolt, something, yeah. right? Yeah. Sorry, she went from bolt to an iPhone five S, and then she just upgraded to a success because she wanted a bigger screen. Yeah. Um, but to, to transition, so to transition from one OS to another and one physical feel of a device to another is a is a is a is a shift in how you operate physically, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, from an aesthetics point of view. If I was seeing my wife, her name is Susie, uh, at, a, at a bar talking to some people, and she pulls out her phone, says, "Hi, oh, I got this wicked new phone," and people look at it, "Oh, that's really nice," and I can pull out the battery. People go, "Why would you care?" <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's, there's, it, and I think you're correct, Igor, is that at some point it is a gimmick of why they do all this stuff that average people would deem unnecessary. Well, let me just, you know, make it clear. I don't think the being able to remove the battery and replace it is a gimmick. I think that's a great feature, uh, especially, you know, in this kind of, it is a great feature when so many other smartphone manufacturers make it so difficult to, one, replace the battery, but also repair the phone, right? Like the whole reason iFixit exists, um, and there's this great feature you can read about on Motherboard where I think the founder of iFixit says he's kind of ashamed that iFixit has to exist because these manufacturers make it so difficult to repair these phones, yeah. right? And it's from an environmental standpoint, that is so wasteful and stupid. Mm-hmm. But LG specifically, you know, we just saw the recent iFixit teardown of the G5, and it's one of the most repairable smartphones on the market. Likewise, with the G4, it was noted for being really easy to fix. Um, so I don't think that's a gimmick. Um, I think that's a great feature. There's just these other parts of it um, where I just don't find it as compelling. But then again, LG was in this catch-22, right? Like they had to come out with something different. Right. But is it different enough in the right way is the question I'm constantly like yeah. churning in, that's churning right. in my mind. How, right? how, how are they standing out? And is the way they're standing out the best for them um, in the market? Yeah. Right? Or is it confusing yeah. people? Yeah, and does it make sense to consumers? Like again, if these accessories are like a hundred dollars, right? Like, right. does it make sense? Um, and what I was going just to you know to back to Rose's point, what I want to say is like, yeah, this phone's good enough, but is it good enough when it's is it it's eight hundred dollars? Fair. Non yeah. non contract yeah. or sorry uh, outright. Um, certainly, like the um, the edge is a thousand dollars on contract, so it is you know, more expensive, but I still feel for that bit extra, you can even just get the regular uh, S7 and mm-hmm. you're getting a way, I think what is a way better phone. Um, so I think again, in this economy where, you know, the Canadian dollar is not worth as much, it makes a lot more sense to, if you're going to spend that much money, then spend just a bit more and get the better phone uh, that is better in so many other ways. Right. right. So, yeah. um, yeah. These phones have to last you at least two years, right, for it to make sense. So if you're going to spend that money, 
get the phone that's going to be great for the next couple of years. But the carriers are bundling in some incentives, right? With the mm-hmm. LG, it was the LG Cam, which is, as we said, it's 100 bucks for that accessory. Yeah. We had the Samsung one when that was released. Uh, Samsung carrier partner said, here's a free Gear VR headset. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger just came out with a new promo yesterday where they're giving um, people who buy the phone from them on their website, I believe. Or in, Upgrade or activation. On, mm-hmm. Or at Roger's corporate stores, I believe. Yeah. Um, an SD card, 120 gig SD card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're finding new ways to possibly incentivize people to get the phone that they think is important. Mm-hmm. But what else, what else could they do to these to get people to buy phones? We talked about that last week. Uh, a writer Nav said it's saturation, so it seems like they're constantly coming up with new promotions and ideas mm-hmm. to get new subscribers or people hooked on to to your contract. I mean, I would hate to suggest it to them because it wouldn't be very popular. But what if one of the big three actually tried? differentiating their pricing a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> no, Eastlink East Link in the East Coast does that. Yeah. Eastlink East great. Well their 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 structure of a rate plan is is more of a long term play over two years. You can pay it off all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they always come out with a zero yeah. price on every new they smartphone. Do. Yeah. Um, wind usually comes in a little bit cheaper, I believe. Um, and Rogers Bell tells and the sub brands yeah. You're right. It's mm-hmm. always the same price. So mm-hmm. how, why does that even <laughs> exist? Yeah, it's something our readers ask a lot about. And um, we had some news this week or this past week too about uh, some, some as you said, like stuff about the saturation point where we're hitting towards a point where... Um, enough Canadians have smartphones that it, the market's really slowing down and what's happening because of that. So we're seeing rate plans go up. We're seeing probably the rise of more and more add-ons. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and there were some other suggestions too, like maybe the phone prices will go down in terms of you know actual device pricing. Um, Although I don't think that's too likely. The, uh, but the, that's, the cost of hardware is going to fall? Yeah, that's one thing that our contributor, Rob, had uh, mentioned in one of his articles. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, in some ways, the carriers were given this golden goose egg, right? When Apple introduced the uh, original iPhone and then subsequently Google you know, joined the market. Um, it created this renaissance for them where people were buying, they wanted so desperately to upgrade from their future uh, phone to one of these smart devices. Um, but that rush is, that gold rush, like all gold mm-hmm. rushes, has to end at some point. Mm-hmm. And w- I think, you know, we're in kind of the death knell of it, right? Everyone has a uh, really great smartphone now. Um, and you know, now they just want to, their phone, the subsequent phones that get announced, don't seem as compelling or compelling enough to get off their current phone, yeah. right? Um, and so where where do these carriers go from here? I don't know. In some sense, I get the this sense that they maybe didn't invest the money from that uh, gold rush really effectively, right? Well, they invested it into media properties, mm, NHL right. contracts. Or, but but if you think about it, let's say Rogers with the NHL, 12, $12.5 billion. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, we have all this money from 
uh, our early days of wireless and rate mm-hmm. plans and all that stuff. And so Rogers went into that and Bell went into um, a little bit of sports with Rogers, obviously, and, and Canadians and all that stuff. Uh, Telus went into healthcare. Mm-hmm. So everyone's got their own. Diversified. Um, yeah. Right. And yeah. Shaw and WinMobile, same thing. Um, and eventually the bigger game is data for mm-hmm. them, right? You're going to watch watch the watch sports or entertainment uh, media on your phone or tablet, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's where the bigger game is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it'll be fascinating to see how it all translates to see how they can keep it up, mm-hmm. right? Well, they won't be able to keep it up, right? Like that is, I just think it's a fact where mm-hmm. you, I think this kind of notion of, unlimited growth is a false one right like at a certain point markets have to downturn right and then right until i don't know what the next innovation is that's going to spur like subscribers like like what what happens after smartphones right like right. wearables weren't really a thing even vr see like when so rose posted an article about the uh, sd card that rogers was giving away with um giving away quote unquote with new s7 purchases Right. And what were you just told me prior to us starting recording this podcast? What was the reaction from most people? Um, the reaction was, wow, why didn't they do this at launch when I got it? Uh, yeah. I could have used the SD card. Mm-hmm. And Rogers valued it at $200. A lot of our commenters thought maybe that was a little inaccurate, maybe yeah. 160 But it's actually still pretty expensive to get a 128 gig card. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people were, were disappointed about getting the VR thing rather mm-hmm. than something a little more like that had more utility. Yeah. So all of that to say, you know, I think a lot of people, they still don't understand or they don't see anyway the real like interesting or benefit of having a VR headset. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take several years, if at all, to prove that VR is the next kind of it tech vertical right for most people now they just want more space on their phone to take more pictures of their kid right. um to take you know um to put more apps on their phone uh, so it's i think it's just a really yeah. interesting kind of microcosm of where the industry is at right like I'll, you know it's in some sense it reminds me of when tv manufacturers started right. tried to push 3d on yeah and that never panned out right because the same thing with smartphones and lg did a 3d smartphone yeah right yeah, and that like, fizzled out too right um and you see just to return to the tv manufacturers you see them pushing 4k now right, right. but um i've seen a 4k tv and it looks great it i won't deny great, it yeah but is it such a big jump from um my uh, CRT monitor or CRT uh, TV that I had, um, you know, prior to my HDTV, not really. Like, it's not the night and day difference where I was like, oh, my God, what? where has this TV been my whole life, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so I think you just see these kind of uh, carriers just kind of, they don't, under, they don't know what that next thing is. Yeah. And I think they're really scared, right? Because yeah. those shareholders, they're going to want, you know, Guy Lawrence's head if... He doesn't produce year-over-year uh, year growth, right? right. Um, and how do you come to, as in a you know capitalist system, how do you come to terms with, even Apple has to come to terms with that iPhone growth is stalling, right? That these pr- greatest quarters in capitalist history 
are no longer sustainable, right? Unless they think of something new, right? Mm -hmm. So then maybe the new thing is to offer customers not just incentive-like product, mm -hmm. but to become a service, like a genuine service to their customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like software as a service, like here's our right. portfolio of stuff that we have for you and we want to help you grow. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that that's for Rogers. They're doing some things. They're throwing some stuff in the air, like smart home monitoring mm -hmm. has been a big thing for them. Mm -hmm. um, sort of trying to take Nest, Nest Spot and also other like home security spot. Um, so they're there trying and now with the IoT as a service thing that right. they're throwing out there. Like I feel like they're being pretty scrappy compared to the rest. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I, I wrote about the Convergence uh, Consulting Group's uh, 2016 report and I felt it was really interesting that it came out with the fact that um, the big three might be only fighting over approximately 400,000 new subscribers in this upcoming year, yeah. which to me sounds like a very small slim amount. Slim pickings. Yeah, yeah, like super slim pickings. Is that for the um, entire year? For the whole year. Yeah, that, that was their forecast. You know, mm -hmm. this is not necessarily what's going to be happening, but... Um, but that is, I think that's probably. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Scary for them. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, because there's a lot of advertising budget behind the, those 400 people, 400,000 people. Right, I know. Yeah. And they're just trading subscribers at this right. point, right? Because unfortunately, you know, there's 35 million people in Canada. 80% of them have smartphones. The ones basically the ones that want a smartphone have it right and now it's just like well if you're not going to compete on price you have to find something else to yeah get for sure in with yeah so the the report said uh convergence forecast 753,000 wireless subscribers will join the marketplace this year 49 percent subscribing to the new entrants such as eastlink videotron or wind mm -hmm. which is crazy to think about that 50 percent of the market are going to way smaller carriers, yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, regional carriers across Canada. Yeah. Uh, so that that tells me that price is still a massive issue mm -hmm. for people. Um, yeah, people are sick of it. I yeah. mean, if you look at our comments, we have some beautiful comments, by the way, and I do love everybody who comments because mm -hmm. I, I always read them and I love them. Um, but. Uh, well, okay, we've got the most upvoted comment here. Uh, I hope I can. I hope I can say it on our podcast. Um, we've got you by the balls. Where else are you going to go? Pay us more. Signed to the big three. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, kind of reflective of the attitude of Canadians. Yeah, I yeah. Think. yeah and it's and it's been that way for years, for many many years. Mm -hmm. But with and we talked about this last week on the podcast with the recent uh, CCTS report, the complaints have dropped, but clearly. People are still passionate about about the topic. Yeah, so I think um, you know one of the biggest complaints uh, 
or one of the things that was most complained about was the fact that people still get billed incorrectly. Um, and, um, you know, perhaps um, if I can pause it, like I think maybe for what these carriers need to do is just become more efficient and leaner. Um, something, you know, Rose, you were telling me about this, yeah. the backend system that you had to use to. Right. Uh, so just as a um, context, I recently switched from Rogers to Fido, um, but I need to create a Fido account to start paying for my service. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't given my full account number, right? Uh, and I'm trying to create like on the on their website, trying to um, associate my number with my FIDO account. And it has been a nightmare. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm trying to go through the FIDO app. And my last, you know, resort is I can call them, but I kind of don't want because to do so because we all know how these calls, mm -hmm. what a pain in the mm. you-know-what they are? Yeah, yeah, I mean, just for reference, okay, recently I called Rogers mm -hmm. um, for some services, got cut off twice, the first mm. two times I called in, Yeah, already at about 15 minutes into my process, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then I have to call back, got bounced to a different department, department uh, told me they couldn't help me, called yeah. in again to somebody else, like, the, this, the process is not pleasant. Yeah. If, I mean, I won't mention any names, but um, we have a, an iPhone 5S uh, that's locked to Rogers and we're trying to get it unlocked for one of our coworkers. Uh, and we have a very high level Rogers employee helping us. Uh, and what happened one time, he was calling, he got the IMEI uh, uh, unlocked, but it was for the wrong phone, right? And he was calling uh, Rogers just through the regular customer service line. And, you know, he's high level, so he knows all the rules, right? And he's trying to, uh, he's like, can you please unlock this? And we, the person said, we can't do this, right? It's against our rules. Uh, and, you know, it's like, there's, it's obvious, you know, it's a huge corporation. So, um, you know, the head, the hand doesn't know what the, the left right. hand doesn't know yeah. what the right hand is yeah. doing, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's the struggle of any corporation, yeah. obviously, is to be more efficient and just because there's so much bureaucracy yeah. in these companies. Yeah, well, things move so fast, like you mentioned that before about rate plans, they change rate plans. Very, very, yeah, and sometimes they change them on you mm -hmm. uh, when you don't even want them to change. That's mm -hmm. one big story that we had recently with Virgin Mobile. Mm -hmm. So on certain, and this is not a contract term, so they couldn't they couldn't change it if these people had been on contracts. But for certain, bring your own phone plans, they're going up by five dollars. And this April, if you are going to be affected by that, you will receive either an email or a letter if you're in Quebec or for the rest of Canada, you'll get it on your bill, which is something that I really doubt many people check, you know, their I bill never, to never see, right? Bill. So mm -hmm. that's going to come as a bit of a surprise. And I really don't like that. I think that is pretty shady because they'll, yeah. they'll like see how, those things. Like how else are, you, how else are the carriers going to communicate? Right, so well, well, like, well, I only think Quebec certain... does have a good precedent there with their actually sending a letter or sending an email specifically but, pertaining to it. But the, did they say anything about a text message at all? Um, they did not say anything because about that, a text that would message. be the most efficient way that would to be, reach their customers. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, they have those numbers, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, there's like castle concerns around that. There's like the privacy concerns about uh, uh, mark like telemarketing stuff that they have to follow. In yeah. that case, no call list, no text lists, that sort of thing. I don't, I don't know. It, it would seem like a good way to do it. But the, this is, you know, the rate plans have been going up. This happened in December or January. January, yeah. A five-buck increase. Mm -hmm. That's right. It was right right after the holidays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's when Bell changed it so that their bring-your-own-phone uh, bring plans were the same as their lower two-year contract plans, mm -hmm. sort of cutting out any discount you might get for owning your own phone. Uh, which I also think is unfair because there should be some discount there. Mm -hmm. um, considering that the reason why they have the higher rates for the two-year contracts is because it's a subsidized device, right? Mm -hmm. But this this goes back to the convergence report where, yeah. these, where rates are going up. Mm -hmm. So this is another mm -hmm. indication that that report is somewhat correct, right? Yeah, absolutely. So maybe, maybe everyone should brace themselves <laughs> that the rates are going to go up and the amount of value you get for those rates are either going to stay the same or diminish. Brace yourselves. Mm -hmm. I did think it was funny, though, on this subject that they did not explain why the rates were going up. And the uh, alert that they gave to their customers um, informed them that the reason why it was going up was with this price increase, your plan is still at a competitive value compared to anything else we have in market. So that was like directly in response to the question they put on the website. Why why are rates increasing? The answer, this not an answer. You know, it just it's, says with this price increase, your mm -hmm. plan is still at a competitive value. To what so, they are offering, not what competitors are offering. Right to the other plans in their their same yeah. area, which is so funny to me. Yeah, Canadian carrier silos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Boom. Mm -hmm. So what else we got going on? BlackBerry. Let's talk some BlackBerry. Talking about a silo in the in the wireless space, BlackBerry is in it, barely. somewhat in it, yeah, somewhat barely. in it. News today about an Android phone, two two Android phones, maybe another slider in there. You think it's going to happen? You think it's going to be real? You think this Vienna is going to be coming to market? Fire John Chen already. No, <laughs> just. Okay, yeah. so John, I'm passionate about this, just like you're passionate yeah. about this. John Chen, compared to Thorson Hines, is like, is like Fabio. Okay, so, Fabio is a is is a he's on the cover of books, his long locks. <laughs> he's like the the perfect person for a software security company, which is where BlackBerry is headed from a device. Completely missing, doesn't get it. Even on BNN, mm -hmm. when he did the initial uh, uh, in, uh, announcement of the Priv, he didn't know what it was running. He didn't know that it was running Android. Google. He <laughs> said, "Oh, it runs the Google." Yeah. Right. So wow. he clearly knows that security is the game and where he's headed. Get someone exciting. Get someone innovative. You know, if I'm BlackBerry's board of directors, fly to Cabo, Mexico. Get John Rubenstein. Out of whatever like That's alcoholic good, days he's in right now, <laughs> and be like, make us compelling devices. Help us make compelling devices. Right? I think the world, the BlackBerry brand might be tarnished, but it still means something. Mm -hmm. But totally. not if you right. get this like 
this John Chenson, he's he's a bean counter, right? Like he's what has he done to BlackBerry? He's just scaled down the company, right? Like he's made it leaner, which you know obviously I advocated in the Rogers uh, part of this podcast. <laughs> but here, you know, it is sad. Like a couple of weeks ago, the creator of BBM was laid off. Kick the most one of the most popular chat apps, three hundred million users, was founded by uh, a BlackBerry uh, employee who had the hubris to suggest that they, when BlackBerry was in its uh, like high tide mark or high water mark, to they should make this platform uh, cross platform, right? Like put it on every single uh, mobile platform. They did not listen to him, right? he subsequently went on to create a company that has a, a billion dollar valuation, right? So I think just what John Chen said to me, he's like, or not to me specifically, but to the person who was interviewing, he was like, oh, well, you know, the smartphone, the high-end smartphone market is saturated. Yeah, all smartphone markets are saturated right now, particularly the middle part of the market where it's way more competitive. Does BlackBerry have the manufacturing expertise to like, uh, compete against like a, a Xiaomi, a Huawei, which can like create these phones that are way more compelling for like a quarter of the price of a BlackBerry mm. phone. Like there's only so much you can um, do with like this brand. And you know, like some of the stuff he's been saying is quite misleading. You know, he's like, uh, actually I'm not gonna quote him because I'm probably gonna get it wrong. But he was saying some of the stuff about security that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because Google takes obviously security very seriously right like they just they forced with marshmallow to get you have to all uh phones with marshmallow have to support on device encryption right so um you know i just think it's like it's a crying shame the most paid uh ceo in canada has just overseen this like the taking a part of one of its most prestigious tech brands, you know, tech companies, one of the most prestigious, mm. prestigious companies in Canada, period, right? Let's forget about Bombardier and that mess that Bombardier is. <laughs> like, this is just as sad, if not sadder, right? What John Chen has overseen. And I don't know, maybe I'm yeah. just like speaking too passionately wow. about it, but I'm just like sick of reading this stuff. Shots uh, fired. Yeah, shots fired. Bang, bang. Yeah, anyway, Ian, you probably have, I mean. No, I think I think you're, you're it's, a, it's a great perspective on yeah. that because uh, they, they only have, I think they only have a certain dollar amount left that they're willing to bleed. We talked about this last week mm -hmm. too. At some point, you got to stop it. Mm -hmm. And if he's in business, which he is, and he's accountable to shareholders, and the shareholder is going to say, you got to cut this device thing mm -hmm. because we are done. Mm -hmm. So, but, but the downside or the flip side is that so many government bodies rely on BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. um, CRTC, case in point, is that they can't leave because they're hooked on to a BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. What else are you going to do? Go on to Android? Well, it's not it's not certified to go on the government yet. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the pickle that they're in. So they're not making new devices. They're barely supporting the older devices. So how are they going to compete? Well, security is the only angle. Yeah. And to sell these services, even with BBM, which is so ironic. Mm -hmm. your, your point again is that one of the features is that... Um, it became free last week, mm -hmm. the BBM feature where you could, uh, um, well, what? Yeah, so uh, 
one of the features was you could uh, it was like an undo send for Gmail where right. you could just delete a something you accidentally sent and it would get deleted from both devices the one you have and the one it got sent to right which yeah. was a paid now it's free yeah so maybe they're losing the BBM share too mm -hmm. clearly to people like kick Facebook mm -hmm. uh, all those other guys so I hope Blackberry stays oh I, I have no doubt they'll stay I just don't think I think these are the last two devices you'll see from the company. Like, so certainly, we, but we said that about the Priv too. Yeah, but uh, certainly, but yeah. you know, BB10 is done for all intents and purposes. Um, does does the market really want another Android manufacturer? I don't think so. You know, or does it even have space for it? No, when like the only Android manufacturer that makes money on its Android phones is Samsung, right? Like. Uh, yeah, HTC is coming out with a new phone next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I think. <laughs> yeah, or at least they they're announcing it. Us. Yeah, they're yeah. announcing it. Yeah, um, but even HTC, right? Like, yeah, they're, they're that one's mighty giant is like bleeding. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I have no idea where this company is going. I just. Just get someone other than John Chen to lead it. That's my that's my plea to BlackBerry's investors. Um, I mean, at least get someone who knows the difference between Google, the company, and Android, the operating system it develops. Maybe BlackBerry should go Windows. Just <laughs> whatever. Like anything's better than. What, well, maybe not anything is better. I should I should use my word. Watch what you say. Yeah, uh, but there I put out my vote. Just get John Rubenstein out of uh, retirement and for those. Who but then he would bring the Palm Pre back. Like, just love it. I, shut shut your door. Oh, bring back the Palm Pre, please. <laughs> like, remember how much time and money was invested in the Palm Pre, and the Palm Pre didn't even two. I think barely came to market, and they shelved it. Oh yeah, those were that was the most okay. Anyway, we're I, like I had a Palm Pre. Oh, I had a Palm Pre too. It was it was like the coolest phone ever. Like I and, loved that phone. And a lot of the Palm Pre OS yeah. got put into Android, got put into iOS. iOS. Yeah. You, you I think you're onto something in your Yeah, just you know you know, somehow steal uh, Mat Matias Duarte back from Google and Bring him to BlackBerry. Get John John Ruby out of uh, you know whatever alcoholic days he's in right now, and wow, winning the four. There's, I'm offering this to BlackBerry shareholders for free. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you don't own stock in BlackBerry. You have no. Do, you do not care I, about the seven dollar stock. If you listen to the CanCon podcast, I've been accused of being a sleeper agent for Jim Balsilli, but I do not own any stock in BlackBerry. I may work for Mr. Balsilli, but not for uh, <laughs> for BlackBerry certainly. Uh, next week will be interesting. We have HCC. Yeah. Lots of news from HCC coming up. Apparently, yeah. it's they're dropping the one branding from their their name. Mm -hmm. uh, just the, the ten. Just the ten. Yeah. HCC ten, which actually sounds good, right? Yeah. It, it sounds like good. it sounds like a powerful device. HCC ten. And it sounds yeah, it sounds like a good device. I know you might not be able to speak to this, but they. Some benchmark uh, sites just uh, got a hold of like some of the details about uh, the specs, and it looks good. I mm -hmm. hope so because yeah. mm -hmm. the HTC needs it. The design is, 
uh, supposedly different than uh, than what we've seen, like different in a way that still has the HTC design lines, but the the chamfered edges are supposed to be um, really um, visible and supposed to feel comfortable in your hand. The display is supposed to be amazing as well. Um, and so are the cameras and also battery life. They keep on teasing everything about this device. So hopefully there's something um, that they're going to do that's going to make people buy it or interested in it. But they're doing something different as well. What they did with the 1A9 is that they're only going to host a, a online reveal. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who's that for, except for the tech community, right? Like everyday consumers are not going to go on it because mm-hmm. yeah. who wants to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Should be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I saw some appreciation for that in the comments. Actually, people saying that they liked that it was less, you know, hubris than the rest of like all the other companies putting on their huge shows for the release of their mm. phones just to sort of show tech journalists around. I think that was the comment, but, uh, finger food. Best yeah, food in the yeah world. I know mm-hmm. no arguments here, but, but they liked that it was sort of a toned down style that HTC does there with their releases. So we shall see. I mean, I think they certainly wish they could, you know, for all the parties yeah. in the world, but it's yeah, leave that for the vibe. <laughs> Or, you know, once once and if the company can get back on um, more solid financial footing. Yeah. Well, I think their last release, they got they increased their numbers. Don't know numbers. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But Maybe. we'll find out next ne- next week. Mm-hmm. Closing thoughts from anybody. Uh, fire John Chen. Oh, boy. Jeez. <laughs> Gross. Lower the rates. Oh, and- my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank- my gosh. Uh, go Blue Jays. Yeah. Yeah, home yeah. opener tonight. Yeah. Big day. Hopefully it uh, turns out to be a, a classic game. Uh, I'm predicting a hit parade. A what parade? A hit parade. Yeah. Just a, a parade a of hit hits. Parade. Yeah, they'll be, oh, they'll be mashing. Yeah. Knocking yeah. out of the park. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Thanks everyone for joining us on the Zerocast. We shall see you all next week. Peace Yay. out. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com